Welcome to the Hadamaner Show. Damien has just told me the most boring story about his phone failing, his phone dying, if you will. Damien, do you know who else has died this week? John Mahoney, Fraser's dad. Oh, you're you're fucking kidding! I had not heard that. Yes, he died. He was he was seventy seven years young, and uh, yeah, there you go. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Join us next week on. Oh, okay, no. Are they still alive? Say my sons are a couple of wits. They never did appreciate our cap and trim. Shot the hip. This is nothing like shit. Flashback to Korea. Come to judo kick. Got my feet up chair. I like watching the two. Got an English bronze down. Oh, well, that's... That, that, yeah, that, that's, that, that has saddened me, despite my jovial tone. He was a wonderful voice in the Iron Giant, I seem to remember. Yes, yeah. yeah. He had a wonderful uh, bit part in the Hudsucker Proxy. But for, but to us, he'll always be Fraser's dad. <laughs> Not even Martin Crane. Fraser's dad. Well, it well, seems somewhat of a shame um, that uh, I mean, it's uh, somewhat. No, somewhat. Not too much. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, Kelsey Grammer's not far behind now. He's got to be in the uh, mid late sixties, really. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey Grammer. Death is coming for you next. Well, it's going to be you. Then it's going to be Shatner. Then it's going to be Ramsey. Yeah, I think I think you've got the pecking order wrong there. I do think Shatner will be last for some kind of inauspicious reason. He will be the last to drop, much to uh, everybody's chagrin. Okay. Um, well. I know. I just feel like from the stories I heard about Kelsey Grammer, uh, um, I just feel like if of that cast, I think he should have been the first to drop. Not that I'm wishing death upon him. I'm just saying that uh, man didn't look after himself. Uh, well, what about Tim Allen? You look at these people sometime and you think, is the World Health Organization keeping it a secret from us? Is cocaine actually really good for you? <laughs> the, the real truth is that these people are in fact chemically pres- preserved. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, there was, a, there was still a bit of blood in his formaldehyde. <laughs> so these people aren't actually abusing this stuff at all. It's just they have like a bed powdered with it and they kind of coat themselves every night before they go to sleep. That's where all their celebrity dollars go. <laughs> um, which, I suppose, speaking of which, brings us to today's topic, which is Oprah, Oprah the movie. Um, we, we didn't discuss, as you might imagine, we didn't discuss anything, dear listener. Uh, we are incredibly unprepared. This is the Unprepared Podcast. Uh, Damien, how did, you, how did you interpret the, uh, the, today's task of, of talking about Oprah the movie? Because um, well, it, it could be like Oprah's life, or it could just be like Oprah the opera. Well, I see what you, you did with wordplay. That's very good. Um, but I think that's two you. on the nose. Um, okay. <laughs> I was watching Falling Down yesterday. The, Oprah, and I thought Oprah the of... opera, you could, have, you could have the tagline. It could be, it ain't over until Oprah sings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. Oh, dear. Well, I think that's it. that's it for the comedy in in, in this episode. <laughs> that's that quote to filled. Now let's make some aspersions about a famous director. Uh, indeed, and let's yeah, a good eighty minutes of, uh, of 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 rambling, a little bit, little bit, little bit of a stuttering and some meandering. And I think we're that's it. You know, we've got <laughs> now for section three, my <laughs> beliefs. <laughs> Shake it all together, and there we go. That's that's another one in the bag. In the bag. What? It's done. What? Why my Twitter war was completely justified and not a waste of my time. <laughs> the George Schmidt story. Yeah. What was I saying? Um, 
Oh, fuck those. Oh, I stopped <laughs> listening a long time ago. <laughs> I just look at the sound waves and it's like, oh, it's my turn to speak okay. now. <laughs> well, as long as I can still see some waves, it looks like we're making progress. So. <laughs> I'm either recording static or voice. I mean, you know, one of I'll probably cut it out anyway. Do, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never checked back on these podcasts. And what I, what I haven't realized is at least for the last two months, you've been editing me out with just, and replacing me with the sound of a hairdryer. It's the it's the, it's sound bites of Kevin Spacey, but they're very limited. It's all from one film. <laughs> it's weird it's that all, he only says like twenty different words in the space of eighty minutes. Yeah, it's it's all from uh, it's all from like the director's cut cut of Capex, which is almost a silent film. <laughs> or something like that. Capex. That's yeah. a nice pull, Jesus. Pardon? That's a nice pull. Yeah, everybody loves a bit of Capex. K-Pax sounds like something they they were gonna give, like <laughs> US troops in the Pacific Theater, but then we're like, no way, that is full of fucking germs. Oh yeah, K-Pax sounds like something Spacey rubs himself down with at the end of every evening. You give him sexual powers. It goes on cold, but then it gets really hot. <laughs> it goes on cold, but comes off hard. Who comes off hard? Never mind. Um, oh, Oprah the movie, Oprah the opera. I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, which is more grotesque? Which is more absurd? Which is more... Um, I don't know if the word decadent would really apply, but which is, which is the more... Bleh. Would it be Oprah the movie, or would it be Barbara Streisand the movie? Oh, easily Streisand the movie, I would think. Streisand. Should we just change this to Streisand the movie? <laughs> <laughs> but keep the thumbnail the same, no? This is Logan Paul, the movie. <laughs> Let's just fucking start talking about Ghostbusters. <laughs> this is Sonny and Cher, the movie. I had an episode of um, Scooby-Dooby-Doo uh, on a tape as a kid, and it was the Sonny and Cher episode oh. of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it was the only only recording I had as a child, and I used to keep it on a velvet throat pillow in my room. It, it was um, it was like one of the few tapes I ever got from a rental shop. I don't know. I was really young. I was like six, and I, I want I wanted it. I loved it so much. And like every weekend, I'd ask for the same one. And eventually, the dude sold it to my mum for like a pound. <laughs> like just take the fucking just take the fucking tape. Yeah, and you'd at that point already invest in like fifty quid in rental fees already. And you know for I'd, that for that kind of um, that era. Which, you know, by today's standards, is like two, three hundred quid. Oh, yeah, yeah, that era, yeah, the 1940s, yeah. <laughs> Gesundheit! What? I could have sworn that unidentified flying object was identifiable. I want to hear more about Scooby-Dooby-Doo. So Sonny and Cher were in this episode, you say? Sonny and Cher were in the episode as Sonny and Cher. And, um, and yeah, that was it. And it was in, it was in an inn. Or something like that. <laughs> Scooby takes in a concert, and and in typical kind of Scooby Doo fashion, there were no jokes or anything. It was all just like, "Are you going into the Are you going into the subway, or are you getting a subway sandwich?" <laughs> are you it's going all... to do it? No. Will you do it if we bribe you with food? No. <laughs> Can we manipulate you further into doing it? We haven't fed you all day, Scooby. <laughs> this is the only meal you'll see all week. Now get the. Either get this done or get the fuck back in the van. I don't know. Sco- Scooby-Doo is a fascinating thing because I think once you stop being six, you see that it is utter shit. Yeah, I, I seem to remember that. But I, I remember... Um, but yeah, I, well, w- what I was going to say was looking back on it, like why the fuck was Sonny and Cher in that? He ended, up, he ended up as a senator. 
and he was in an episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I mean that's the real testament of the uh, shoddy state of American uh, political system. Oh, and we brought it back to Oprah. <laughs> Oprah has said that she's not going to run uh, for the president, and I think I think there's two things here. Number one is. Uh, I know this looks like bandwagoning because we're doing an Oprah episode, but we planned this way before any rumours about her becoming a president. Yeah, because we're the kingmakers. I just think (laughs) Oprah's a fucking fascinating study. I I could do a PhD about Oprah because uh, she is, as as all these kind of ultra-rich celebrities are, she is incredibly weird uh, by virtue of just being so successful and so rich. And, you know, she lives this completely different lifestyle now and everything like that, and... I don't know. Like I, I don't, I don't. It's not like I'm. I don't want to attack Oprah or anything. I think Oprah, you know, Oprah has, uh, if you know, a good side and a bad side and all of that. You can argue for it, but I just find her particularly fascinating because she is like the embodiment of self-made success. Because right, okay. she's not just successful; she's ultra rich and she's ultra famous. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's got one of those names. You know, it's Oprah. You can't even say that about Brad Pitt. Yeah, you know, if if you say Brad, yeah, I probably think you mean Brad Pitt, but it's not necessarily that clear. <laughs> My mate Brad. Oh yeah, yeah, go on, go on, Mr. Pitt. Brandon. It's it's, it's like uh, Will Smith. His real name's Willard. Willard. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, Brad Pitt's thought... actually called Brandon. It makes sense in his world. Yes, and I believe Stevie Wonder is actually Steveland. <laughs> Steveland Wonder. <laughs> And I think I think Kevin Spacey is actually K-Pak Spacey. <laughs> and I think I think Robert, Tony Stark, who's played by Robert Down Syndrome Jr. <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to slip that one in. You didn't disappoint. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, and and all of that. And isn't the Hulk made by Ang Lee? What's going on? What year Damien, is I, it? I, I think I, my nose is beginning to bleed, and I, I can only see out of one eye. Damien, what is happening? Speaking of noses, well done. You brought it back to Barbara Streisand, the movie. <laughs> um, see, I saved uh, it from a tailspin. That's nice. It's weird because I've seen Barbara Streisand's... Um, in concert her, 12 times now. I've seen Barbara Streisand's in, in concert. But many people don't realise there are many Barbara Streisand's. She's like Santa. It's like, did, wait, did you, did you see Barbara Streisand in, in concert or did you see a more Barbara There's Streisand There's been another sighting. <laughs> Yeah, because she only comes if she only comes around if she thinks you're asleep. You have to really lie still, close your eyes, and then you might hear the bells on her shoes. <laughs> now that's just the ratcheting of her unkempt toenails. Very <laughs> yes. creepy. She lives as like as a wild bushwoman. I think we we're a- kind of we're kind of we're kind of getting into the territory of describing like a fourteenth century anti-Semitic Teutonic woodcutting. <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to have to be careful here on, on, on describing Barbara Streisand as a witch, okay? Oh <laughs> it's a story I've that seen, many Alpine families would tell their children. I've seen Barbara Streisand's cauldron. No, I've seen Barbara Streisand's. Um, I've seen her Malibu property because obviously the Streisand effect and all of that. You know about that, right? I do, yeah. yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, I have a video about it. Check it out. Uh, just ty- just type in the Streisand effect into YouTube. I'll, it'll probably come up. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Uh, so I've seen her property, and boy, does she have a lot of chimneys. Oh, like, like what? <laughs> what's, what sort of lifestyle do you have where you need chimneys? I'd think for a property in Malibu, 
You don't need any fucking chimneys. Well, I think she's just, you know, she's got... She's obviously burning something in every room. Or maybe it's a hol- like a Hollywood reverse chimneys. Like, they make everything super cold. Like, these people go on about fucking climate change. And she's got this thing. It requires, like, two nuclear power plants. It's just a, a massive cooling system. <laughs> yeah, like two miles under the surface, you know. But it's, it's, it's fed straight it's up like, into the property. It's like the same place where they made the T-virus. <laughs> it, it's like that. There's, there's like 3,000 people down there working on her AC. I know, is it like kind of modern high-tech stuff, like laboratory kind of fair, or do we just have a, like loads of like manually, op- op- manually operated wheels and slave labour? Are we still going with nuclear power plant? I don't think it's slave labour. I think that's potentially libelous. But I it's think just, it uh, it's, it's the fan club. They're willing to do it for Miss Streisand's sake. I mean, the, the postal address is the fan club, but then you get there and it's just loads of people who only speak Southeast Asian languages. <laughs> it's like two, two FBI agents looking at each other and thinking, we've just uncovered something massive here. Like, um, the estate itself is like seceded from the US. It's considered foreign soil. And as soon as you step over that, over that line, their laws dictate that you are now their property. So if, you've, if you ha- happen upon it, you are, you're now lost when, when the US finally decides we're going in and they declare war on Streisand land, the first thing they do is roll the dead bodies of the Baldwin brothers into her property. Because <laughs> they've stuffed them with TNT. <laughs> no, they, what they do is they, they get the severed head of Alec Baldwin and they, right, what they do, obviously, right, like think about it, right, the logical thing they would do is they would get the head of Alex Baldwin, hollow it out, put TNT into it, and put that hollow head on a massive fucking tortoise. <laughs> now I'm thinking of Barbara Streisand on a beach with these kind of crusty, crusty long toenails for some reason. Thanks, Damien. And I'm, th- <laughs> I'm thinking of Danny Trejo sat next, like on the, on the recliner next to her with a fruity cocktail saying, oh man, you should really do something about your toenails. <laughs> and she turned to be like, I will, Danny Trejo. And that's the day that she got her life together. And that's, that's Oprah the movie. <laughs> Roll credits, cut, print, we're out. Yeah, nice. well, like I say, she has many chimneys, and I always thought that was very weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just just saying. Are they big? Are they big chimneys? Wide chimneys? Maybe they're the facilitating chi- the chimneys some kind of, of like human size rotisserie um, in her <laughs> kitchen. I think I think that would be more of a barbecue thing, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Um, so, no, you could definitely get those those kind of th- uh, things indoors um, if you've got like a big enough space. I mean. Judging by the state of the chimney, she has the ventilation, so they don't see the see, see right. I don't see why there'd be any problem trying to try and do that. I think they could. I think that's. I think that's um, feasible, plausible, even in fact. Don't try and plausible, undermine me. Likely, likely even. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely that. That is the case. Like, if you think about it, if you think about it, and you keep going through these loops until they reach their natural conclusion, everything you say is fact. <laughs> and we've um, we've cemented this in the annals of history now in the annals of time oh i see in the in the gut of truth so you said you were kind of fascinated by oprah right because you, you've done all this extensive research uh um, since i last uh yeah you did yeah you committed to that yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i had a lab coat on and everything when i said it <laughs> i mean if you if you uh like i was prodding her corpse with a bick and i mean a fucking shaver not a pen <laughs> that's grim yeah oh dear i can assure you dear listener she is in fact completely hairless 
<laughs> she is now. Oh, I've met a lot of strides since you started talking, Damien. I made a lot of Streisands, if you will. Oh dear, that is a nightmare image. It's like, uh, like how many how many parsecs do you think this ship can do in a second? Twenty parsecs, thirty? Fuck that! This ship can do half a Streisand. <laughs> if if Star Wars had like a lot more fucks in there, <laughs> wouldn't Star Wars be wouldn't Star Wars be brilliant if it was like, where should we use the Death Star on first? I don't know, Coruscant or some fucking shit like that. <laughs> I don't know, some fucking knobhead Republican rebellion bullshit town, planet fuck. <laughs> Uh, all I can see is, um, all I can imagine now is just uh, the Death Star mocked up to look like either a giant Oprah head or a giant Streisand head. Well, I'm just trying to debate which one is more, you know, in uh, inherently terrifying. Um, Oprah's head is more round, <laughs> so I therefore am, more viable. I see Oprah's head <laughs> as more a as a Zardoz sort of thing. <laughs> what if they had a What if they had a Death Star? And then they zoomed out at the end of Star Wars and it was actually just the eyeball in a death face. (laughs) And the rest of the death face was cloaked and they just hadn't managed to cloak this eyeball yet. So the big reveal at the end of the third movie... The big reveal is that this planet that they were going to destroy the Death Star is already in the death mouth. (laughs) And it just starts chomping on it. Oh, fuck. I like that. Is this still Star Wars, or do we, do we have to give it a new name? Um, I don't know. Oprah Wars? <laughs> Star Bastards. Star, <laughs> Star Bastards. <laughs> like Galactic <them>. Flange. <laughs> Excellent stuff. But I'm fairly certain there's a movie out there, uh, Galactic Flange. I'm, uh, I'm sure we could happen upon it quite quickly. Constellation Conflicts. It's, that's like the Mazes and Monsters version of Star Wars. Okay, yeah, because you got the alliteration. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yes, because Star Wars is alliteration. <laughs> I, I mean, I think they, I think Star Wars would have been far more successful if they just called it Star Squad. And it was naturally starring uh, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, in every role, and Leslie Nielsen and Robbie the Robot. See, I've got I I think I might have said this already, but every time you say Robbie the Robot, I've got my lines crossed. And I'm thinking With of someone Shotbot. else. Yes, of course. <laughs> Shop, Shotbot would go on Oprah. I could imagine Shotbot on Oprah's, Oprah's couch. Well, when when he's going through um, his uh, gender identity crisis, and he's talking about that. That's right, when he's going through his gender identity crisis. What are Gen- you talking about? Do you not remember? I rem- remember him going through a gender crisis. What gender? What are you talking about? I, just, I, I obviously stumbled, man. You, you, oh, you, you got the gist. <laughs> For why the punishment? <laughs> Welcome to podcast of George and Man in Places. <laughs> L- listen as we Oprah talk of. <laughs> oh fuck me! Stumbling disregard as we communicate to the laughing. Words making perfectly sense. <laughs> I'm a grammar. Um, well, you know, Oprah, we talked about we were talking about uh, Barbara Streisand the movie or Oprah the movie. I think you know there's an obvious an obvious hole now in the Fraser crew. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're Oprah gonna... could be Fraser's dad. Uh, we live uh, in that sort of age now, don't we? Where where you know people who don't make any sense in roles can still be in those roles. 
Uh, well, we could. There could always be some kind of um, pretext that uh, you know Ma- um, Martin comes out as always feeling um, not at home in his, his his body. That he's lived with gender dysphoria his whole life, and racial dysphoria as well. And over the next uh, the, the course of the next two seasons, you watch Martin's slow transformation from a crusty old white man into <laughs> a crusty <specific>. old black woman. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how old Oprah is? Uh, she's mid 60s no she's 64 that's right that's amazing i mean i always consider oprah to be like a late 30s sort of woman okay so in the time that it's taken for me to read this sentence or to say the sentence to you oprah's just made 250 dollars uh. okay yeah that's amazing right her annual salary is a reported 223 million dollars she's worth uh, according to forbes i think it was something like 3.1 billion that's incredible. Oprah is incredibly rich. Uh, she reportedly, I don't really know, but she reportedly has a very extra- extravagant lifestyle. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she has you know extremely large houses. Oh, my God. I've never seen that on Wikipedia before. I mean, well, it's nothing scandalous or anything, but right at the bottom, after like listing um, you know, partners, well, children, all that kind of stuff, it's got... It's a sickness. Yeah. Yeah they, yeah, they do that. I haven't seen that before. Yeah. I'm not saying it's scandalous. I feel like I've, you know, I'm quite behind, but I've never seen that before. But if if you look at her signature, you can clearly see it says Opal Winfrey. Who the fuck is Oprah? No, 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 no. If you look at it, like that's that's not an O, that's an E. It's E. If you if you, if you look carefully at it, it says Donald Trump. You've never seen them in the same place together, have you? <laughs> if you oh, look a... if you look carefully at it, Damien, it says Exxon Valdez. <laughs> it's all connected, you see, because you know society. I was kind of looking, at, looking at Oprah, because I, I think, I think you know the Oprah movie. As much of a joke as it is, I could see them doing something like that one day. I don't think they necessarily will. I'm not predicting it, uh, but I don't think it's kind of beyond the realms of possibility. Oh, I'm sure they'll, without a shadow of a doubt, be a biopic quite soon. The, the Oprah movie is will be in the pipeline in some way, shape, or form. I mean, I reckon there'll easily be a biopic within the next uh, decade, like before she pops her clogs, without a shadow of a doubt. Oh yeah, there'll definitely be a biopic, but I think there'll be something more than. Well, I don't think there'll be something more than that, but I think there could be something more than that. I think there could be a, a huge extravaganza, a, a celebration of her life. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I think to a lot of people. Um, Probably both British and American, you know, kind of like the, the the British royal family and how seriously that's taken in Britain seems a little weird, but which it is definitely it is a little weird. Well, it is more than a little weird. It's very weird. But I don't know. I think I think in many ways, kind of stuff like the royal family and things like that, and and you know, a kind of very sort of conservative, old-fashioned establishment has has prevented people from really celebrating and worshiping celebrities in Britain. Mm-hmm. As much, I think they still do a bit. I don't. I yeah. <clears throat> well, what I find fascinating about Oprah is I think she is genuinely worshipped by a lot of people, um, and whether I mean I think Oprah, compared to a lot of people in her kind of position, is is actually pretty sincere. I've always been been pretty suspicious of people who are extraordinarily rich. <laughs> like I think a lot people... of this is informed by like. Uh, that yeah. Guy, yeah, by the guy we used to work for at that time. You can't tr- trust rich people. No, not at all. No, no, it's it's not like that, though. I mean, like, extraordinarily rich. Like, you know, she's got 
hundreds of millions in cash in the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, she could fucking buy anything. She, you know, she could start her own little corporation right now. Well, um, more than, like, small. I mean, there's, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, one of the things that got started on this conversation is, um, like, someone made this offhand remark about running for the pres- presidency. I mean, that's, She could that's do a, that. Yeah, that, that is a legitimate, you know, you could legitimize something like that. It's unbelievable with that kind of money. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's the whole Donald Trump story, isn't it? You know, uh, not to get kind of too far into into that story, because you know, I'm sure there's enough people who uh, know about that uh, far more than I do. But he wouldn't have been able to run if he was a well-known but penniless figurehead. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, obviously he he did raise money for him his campaign from places that weren't just him, but it was really important to him running that he could fund himself. That you yeah. know, that was part of what he said, and uh, Oprah. Uh, says she's not going to run. I don't think she'd ever run, um, but she could. And the reason she could is she's got a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. I w- I would quite like to see uh see her go for it. Um, because I think it. I mean, I I'd like to see it kind of spark off this chain of just like I, yeah, just open American Schwarzenegger. Just, uh, is he still right? governor? No. Ah, okay. It's fine. I mean, he's the governor of our hearts. <laughs> the governor of our hearts. And Ramsey's the governor of hell, of Hades. Ramsey is Hades. Oh dear! If we're going to make a film about this, then Oprah is Zeus. Um, Schwarzenegger is uh, Apollo, obviously, and Ramsey is uh, is Hades residing in Hell's kitchen. Right. Okay. I see. Yeah. I see what you're doing. Oh, well, yeah. Is this like a reimagining of Hercules or like Clash of the Titans? What are we doing here? Yeah. Why, well, why not Jason and the Argonauts? So Hercules can be there. But there's he's also not important, like, you know. He's not that important. No. He's just kind of flexing on a boat, and he's just kind of superfluous to the story. And we're like, what the what, fuck are you doing here? I remember watching Jason and the Argonauts um, not too long ago, uh, and it's great because Hercules is just a big dude. Like he doesn't look muscly at all. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just he's just a kind of big dude. He's kind of old, and he's got a massive beard. Yeah, I seem to remember. He's just like some quite, fucking quite archaeologist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They should have enlisted, you know, the the talents of Hollywood's tallest actor to kind of really someone with a really, you know. <laughs> oh, kind of... you t- you're talking about <laughs> mole. What was his name? Michael Miscavige? No, not. Uh, Michael Moriarty. Michael Moriarty, yeah. <laughs> Miscavige. <laughs> so Nigel Green was Hercules. He's he's also the sergeant in Zulu. Oh yes, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, if anyone, if anyone cares, if anyone wants to look him up, he just looks like a completely normal man. I, I like, I like the idea of them making a a remake of Jason the Argonauts, but everyone is like super Sparta, <laughs> like it's all quivering. Um, Naked so, gun. So oh, back shit, to Oprah. I thought you... Oh dear. Oh. Back to Oprah. Back, shut up. Back to Oprah the movie. I'm thinking it's basically Spice Girls the movie, but. Instead of the Spice Girls, it's Oprah. Like five iterations of Oprah, I take it, yeah? Or just on one, t- one amorphous Oprah with five heads. Well, like, it's so it's so kind of like it's still Jason and the Argonauts, like Oprah the movie, Oprah is the Hydra. No, no, no. I mean, like, she can't. I mean, it's. The Spice Girls are essentially just one Oprah, right? But she can divide off as need be. And she kind of spends her downtime kind of halfway between kind of 
dividing by um, what would, what would you, what's the process called when bacteria separate? Wait, 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 wait. I've, I've, hang on. Yes, right. Uh, yeah, right. But okay, hang on. I, I'm, 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 I'm taking this idea and I'm running with it. I'm sorry if I have to leave you behind, but just go with me. There's Nigel Green, there's Burgess Meredith, and there's Leonard Pierce, and they are trapped in a labyrinth with Oprah. But every time they kill Oprah, she just gets smaller. She just divides into two, so it's like two kind of half-sized Oprahs. So we've got kind of like a Sorcerer's Apprentice thing going on. Yes, kind of like that. But it's it's also kind of got that that um, that Jason and the Argonauts sort of feel when they're like trapped with Medusa. Right. Okay. She can turn them to stone. All right. Okay. And it's it's like uh, yeah, like Leonard Pierce. Um, obviously, he he has the shield, the shiny shield. And then Burgess Meredith loves speed, so he has Hermes. So he's off his fucking tits, right? <laughs> yes, Hermes is. He's Reeboks. useless. He's barely coherent. You can't understand a word he's fucking speed. saying. His speed, face gotta like... get some speed. I love speed. That's pretty good. Yeah, thanks. Speed, Rocky, 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 you're a bum. You want to do some speed? <laughs> I'm on one and now. I'm going to be doing this for the next ten minutes, Damien. So and buckle then up. N- Nigel Green has the mustache. <laughs> Right. Okay. And now, 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 pray, pray tell how um, the uh, the merit of this mustache. What 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 terrific deeds will this mustache achieve? All right. Okay. So, no one can look into Oprah's eyes without turning to stone. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But, but can his Ni- mustache Ni- turn? Just to shut stone? up. <laughs> Nigel Green's mustache is beautiful. Right. He has a beautiful. Everyone remarks on it. He's got a beautiful mustache. All the ladies are like, "Oh, Nigel Green's mustache." No one can resist his mustache. But he can't look at her without her looking at him. So, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm following. So, so Burgess Meredith gets Oprah confused by running around her but not looking at her. And then Leonard Pierce jumps out and flashes the shield in front of her. And with that, she sees stood behind her Nigel Green twiddling his moustache. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's when Michael Caine comes in with a halberd and cleaves her into two. Oh, I see. So you got a surprise cameo at the end there. That's right. He was part, he was a gargoyle that comes alive or something. Right. Okay. I think you've kind of blown your load by kind of admitting to the audience that they're going to see Michael Caine. We should have left that in as a surprise. All right. Let, okay. Well, I'll, I'll edit that out. Or so I'll like, fucking uh, run, MC yeah. M, 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 MC. Let's call him <laughs> or her. What hammer? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hammer. hammer. <laughs> <laughs> we both went there. I think that's that's perfectly tied together. Um, so they've toppled the villain, but yeah, that's a good three act uh, structure there. I don't think that. I think that was the last act. I think there has to be a bit of adventure before then. Maybe Oprah can some, can destroy, uh, you know, dispatch some monkeys or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not like flying monkeys. Smuggles so her monkeys. way into a petting zoo and just opens the cages. Like the monkeys aren't, you know, don't really have their shit together. They don't really notice. But, um, you know, the cage is just left wide open. It's like Oprah running amok again. Um, mm. Okay, so uh, Ni- Nigel Green and Leonard Pierce and Michael Caine and Burgess Meredith and Vincent Price are all stood around. They've, they've slain some Trojans or some Greeks or something. Yeah, let's just say some fucking Greeks, or something, even though they're Greek. The fucking slain some Greeks, some fucking Albanians, whatever. They stood around, they're drinking from goblets, and then this beautiful woman 
on this island, this remote island that they're at, comes out and she starts like flirting with them all. The they're kind of like they're all a bit in love with her, but they're all together and they're all friends. They're not going to make a move because they all like her. Oh really? Because I would say if they're and all then friends. they remember they remember what uh, Odysseus, who's played by Tony Robbins, said to them earlier, and he said, "Don't don't be with women alone on this journey. You can't on this journey. You can't trust lone women." Yeah, and then they remember, and then Nigel Green is alone with this beautiful woman, and then he looks, and then he looks again. But it's not a beautiful woman anymore. It's Barbara Streisand. Oh man! Fuck and they have to, and, and that's, and she turns into a kraken or something, and then they have to fight her. All right. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this could have been like lifted from, uh, um, from someone who we went to school with uh, his English book. I fear. <laughs> I feel like this could have found its way on like one of the school hallways behind Laminate or something. Uh, from the author of Uranium 291. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. oh, dear. You are sin. You are the evil one. You Barbara must be Streisand. gone. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Nigel Green. And it lists everyone who's in it, and there's like oh, twenty five yeah, people in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be, it's, yeah, it's gonna be an all star cast. I'm I, I taken by uh, taken by those. Uh, I take it by those stabs there that we've got Hans Zimmer on the score. Yeah, I mean, he's on the when he was doing the score though, he was having like you know heart palpitations, and all he was doing was clawing at the keyboard. So the only score is <laughs> there's nothing else. <laughs> it's like yeah, well, uh, well, okay. Great. Well, great to have you aboard, lads. Uh, so we're off to find the Golden Fleece. <laughs> and it's just, it's just inappropriate noise? moments. I love you. <laughs> you finally showed me the meaning of duty. <laughs> Spot of tea. <laughs> oh, Oprah is very influential in the literary world. Because <laughs> this movie like runs out of steam halfway through. I, I mean, hope this... that the audience knows what I'm doing. I hope they know that I'm doing an impression of a cow. <laughs> this summer, <laughs> always in the back of every shot, like bearing with eyes bearing down on the cast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a very surprised elephant. <laughs> Oprah goes on a show and she's got a tub of stuff and she says, you'll love this. And she opens it and it's just full of bees. <laughs> bees enough for everyone. <laughs> Why wasn't there a bee movie Oprah tie-in? Well, I'm looking at this here and um, listed amongst the credits. You could have called it Bopra. Surely it must be Beepra, no? Makes it a little bit more sense. Boprat. <laughs> Boprat? Yeah, it's poor at doing Oprah. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear. <sighs> You're trying to find a way of working in Bruno, aren't you? Bopro. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you got that ad trying, trying to find Oprah swinging her working penis around. In a talking penis. <laughs> then you fly into Oprah's penis. Um, I was looking, yeah, looking amongst her credits here. And in 2007, she had a part in B Movie. But do you think no, yeah, it, I mean, and there was no discussion as to Oprah whatsoever, other than I don't trust rich people. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm poor and <laughs> and bitter. I'm a poor bitter man with no influence. I don't like Oprah. That's basically what I said. <laughs> if click here to buy the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't trust rich people. I don't mean rich people. I mean like insanely rich people. I mean people. Oprah. <laughs> what, 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 I, what I mean is, is if you've got that much money, like, shouldn't you be trying to take over the world or something? Isn't it your duty if you have that much money to put it to evil? I mean, I mean to try and make the world better. <laughs> I'll, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give a big uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, and that can be my answer. Do you know, okay, uh, unrelated, really, but I saw um, a commercial with uh, D- uh, Matt Damon the other day, and he he was saying you've got to give uh, some money to um, to help my career. To my <laughs> career, you, you've got to give right, but you know you've got to give you've got to give money to a serious cause. I don't know; it might be like uh, you know the 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 people who are stuck in Syria who don't have any homes or anything. You know, he he was he wanted he was on TV and he wanted money for a serious cause. You know, and a cause that you you kind of have to respect, but I still kind of think you give all your fucking money. You know, you've yeah. got millions and millions of dollars. Why don't you just say, I I I'm I'm gonna have it, so I have at least a million dollars in the bank. But any more, any time I have any more money in my bank account, I'm gonna give that money to people who are in need, to to victims of the California fires, or to people in Syria, or to people starving in Ethiopia. Why don't you fucking do that, Matt Damon? And then you can come on TV and tell me to give twenty nine ninety nine a month. Fuck off. Yeah, that is pretty fucking egregious. I mean, like, you know, I get, you know, he's he's done that commercial for free and he's raising awareness, but at the same time, you give your fucking money away, Bob Geldof. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of it. I mean, I don't think you deserve any of it. I don't like Mondays. Fucking bullshit. I don't get. I don't like Monday. I, fuck you and your 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 your, your boomtown chaps. Fuck off. <laughs> boomtown chaps. Fuck, fuck oh, off, you Scottish twat. That's definitely going to be the name of my band. Fuck off, you Scottish twat. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we realised Bob Geldof isn't Scottish, but we kept the name. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I don't know. I feel like I have to defend myself more on my "I don't trust very rich people" statement. <laughs> Uh, pushes. Uh, I mean, with with our dealings with rich people, they've often been, you know. No, we did, we've never dealt with a rich person. We've dealt with someone who had a bit of money. Oh, we we've can never... we can massage it a little bit. I mean, we can okay. just say that they're all whoremongering, you know, drug users. Yeah. Me, me and Damien actually worked uh, as a, a, a salvage crew for a very rich guy who was trying to uh, get some gold, out, get some Nazi gold. Uh, out of the Arctic Circle. Why don't we say that? I was going to go to Dragon's Den, also known as Shark Tank in some countries, and and tell the dragons that I knew where 150 million dollars. That's that's the number today. 150 million dollars worth of gold was, and would they fund my expedition? And then I'd just take the money and go to the pub. <laughs> and never they, leave they, that pub. They'd find out, of course. It, it wouldn't be like me stealing a lot. It'd just be me stealing as much as I could drink that afternoon. <laughs> like immediately relinquish it. Like here you go. <laughs> Terribly sorry. As soon as they give me the, as soon as we give them the check, I just tell them immediately I've been defrauding them. I d- I, you've given me half a million dollars. I don't want this. I just want about fifty dollars to get really drunk now. Yeah, I'm just gonna go downstairs. I'm gonna do like ten shots. Yeah, 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 it's all right. If I can get a sandwich on the way home, you know that's fine. <laughs> what a terrible thing to do. Down anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just oh. start doing some coke with Duncan Banneter. Oh no, I can't say that. That's another fucking thing I can't go into. Sorry. Oh dear. Back in my rock and roll days. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a seventy-year-old man. <laughs> do, do you know who you don't see enough in movies now? Go on. Ian Drury. <laughs> 
No, I don't suppose you do. I don't remember seeing him in any movies, in fact. Ian Drury would be my first choice to play Gollum. <sighs> and if they, if, they made, um, if they made a story, if they made a biopic of Ian Drury, Andy Serkis would be my first choice to play <laughs> Ian Drury. <laughs> to to play me, Andy Serkis playing... <laughs> To play Andy Serkis playing Caesar the Monkey playing Ian Drury. I mean, it, like, you know, the first few years of Ian Drury's life as portrayed in this movie were actually quite interesting, but then it just kind of goes into this spiral where Ian Drury kind of crawls through this mirror and becomes Andy Serkis, and you just see him playing the same roles over and over again. The movie becomes almost unwatchable at that point, but, you know, the first 45 minutes were actually pretty good. I, do you know what? I think it's fucking outrageous that they didn't consider Ian Drury for Magneto. <laughs> I I just have this thing where I associate Ian Drury with metal. Yeah, he's surely it's a, not Professor a metal X. Name, you know, because surely it's Professor X because he's the one in the wheelchair, no? Fucking hell, Damien. <laughs> Shall we wrap up Oprah the movie? I think we should. Yes. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about Oprah the movie, but did you fucking expect us to? Yeah, I think so. yeah. yeah, 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 unsubscribe. yeah. Unsubscribe. Then resubscribe, please. Thank you very much. Uh, da- Damien, do you have anything else to tell us about your, your electronics today? Anything interesting? Is anything on the fritz, Damien? Uh, the blah, 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 blah. Uh, my TV shit, um, but I don't think it's Is on it? the fritz. You're t- just your TV shit. You're just talking about like poor programming now. <laughs> Why is your TV shit, Damien? Poorly coded. Poorly coded. Well, thank you very much for listening to the George Rocker Show. Obviously, we didn't talk about Oprah. This is uh, it's just a bit of a giggle. It's just a bit of a laugh. Get off my case. Uh, next time we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters 3. What would happen if they made a Ghostbusters 3? What would happen if they made a remake where uh, just the, you know, everything was turned upside down and uh, men were women and, and funny was crap? Uh, oh no, they did. <laughs> we, we won't be talking about that, but we will be talking about our fantasy Ghostbusters 3. Is that, is that alright, Damien? Does that yeah, sound yeah, yeah. We'll interesting do a Ghostbusters fantasy draft or something like that. I think that's what you're saying, yeah? Okay. What if, what if everyone in Ghostbusters was Oprah? that would have been a better movie tune in next week to find out (laughs) alright thanks very much guys bye bye alright bye bye